So mm -hmm. new research has shown that when humans are connected to nature in interior spaces, their blood pressure goes down, their serotonin levels goes down, they get a dopamine kick in their brain, it's that happy hormone, and you end up with 15 to 20% more creativity, happier well-being, 15% productivity, um, and people want to be there, so your attendance is higher, uh, people will linger longer, right, into those spaces, you, you can kind of see how people gravitate towards uh, nature in any space, they're happier and they're more curious. So you have happier, healthier occupants. Welcome to Home Green Homes podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka, a green home advisor and a green realtor. Here I invite a variety of experts in the world of green homes and have conversations about how we can all live in healthy, resilient, and efficient homes. My guests provide insight in the wide range of topics from designing, building, and living in green homes, purchasing or financing green homes and improvements, to how we can live to reduce the negative environmental impact from the way we live. My goal is to inspire and inform you about how we can make a difference in our own lives and our environment. Hi everyone, this is Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes. And today I have Marcel Albert Albelda. Uh, she mm -hmm. is a biophilic designer, and I am so honored to have her on my podcast today. So, Marcella, let's just dive right in. Uh, tell us That's first me. of you, first of all, tell us about you. It, um, what is your background? I, I believe you are you have architectural background and how you ended up being the biophilic specialist. Sure, sure. So I'm um, uh, my name is Marcel and I am the uh, vice president of sales for a company called Green Mood that specializes in preserved moss and um, uh, green walls and uh, acoustical biophilic products. Mm -hmm. um, I first started, gosh, I wasn't always in the design industry, but my father was uh, a contractor growing up. So I was around, I grew up in, uh, pretty much in a construction site my whole life. Uh, then he became a developer for the city of LA doing affordable housing projects. So I was naturally just kind of have it in my blood in terms of the built environment and creating the built environment and watching a lot of and seeing and witnessing a lot of creation happened around me in terms of homes. Um, my mother was a green thumb. She, they were both from the island of the Philippines. And my mom had, my dad had built solariums for her so she could have her orchids. And she was always fussing about, you know, different formulas for all her plants. And then she'd be in the kitchen and she would scream one day and we're like, what happened? And she, it was because a, 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 a new, new flower came out. So, I don't, it's just kind of, I think my early influence in life affected my designs because then I then later on became a, a interior designer uh, and my, my kind of like my, my uh, theme or my brand was that if you don't get hit by a plant when you enter into the space, I didn't do my job, right? <laughs> so it's always, uh, 
everything was always green, green, green. And I didn't even realize back then that there was a word for that. And that is biophilic design. Mm -hmm. So um, I eventually have, I have a, a strong sales background because I um, had worked in previous industries. Um, so it just became a natural fit for me to find my place here uh, as uh, head of sales for a biophilic green design company. So, that's that's amazing. Yes. So, um, you know, the word biophilic design and biophilia are relatively new kind of buzzwords, if I, if you will. Right. So maybe you can tell us what what is biophilia or what what is bio, biophilic design? That's a great question. Uh, a lot of people ask me, biophilia, is that a disease? <laughs> <laughs> like a disease biophilia ah. but I promise you it's not if you dissect the two words uh, bio and then philia it's actually from a Greek origin which means love of life love of so philia means love of right in Greek and then bio re relates to um, biology so it's translate into love of nature and also love of life right or so when we think about biophilic design, the, the, the easiest way to encompass what it truly means is breaking the barriers between indoor and outdoor spaces. And I could, I could get into that and tell you a little bit about the history as to why that is the case. Um, you know, the, the, I give a course um, called Outside In, uh, the Biophilic Workplace. And it's an accredited course for IDCEC and um, for HSW accreditation. So you get an, a unit if that's something of interest to you uh, for your credits as a designer. Um, but in that course, I talk about a lot about how we've only, like if you're looking at the, the history of the planet, um, the history of the planet is, is, is like 4.5 billion years old, even, even more than that. And we've been on the planet for one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of that time period, right? Is humankind, as humans. And actually, I also show a claymation video that shows if, if the story of the planet, like 4.6 billion years was the same as a, a clock, mm -hmm. the um, humans showed up at 11.48 PM. <laughs> That's how short of a time we've been here. Yeah. Um, but that also speaks to the fact of why we badly need to be connected to nature, mm -hmm. right? Um, our prehistoric uh, like environments that were created um, were like uh, structures that were formed out of the earth, like in caves, right? Those are pre-Columbian uh, type of buildings. And then kind of what happened to our history is that over time, we ended up um, moving out of those uh, environments into cities in favor of where the resources were. And also then during the Elizabethan time, the industrial age, we call it, um, we then ended up um, favoring technology and what was modern for versus what, not what's natural. Mm. And so then we became sick right? And we lost touch with um, nature. And now fast forward to today, it's worse. Mm -hmm. Now we've got skyscrapers, 
and buildings like Target and Walmart and mega malls where there's zero natural light, there's zero plant life, there's zero connection to making what makes us human, right? What connects us to, 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 to nature. I know that's a long-winded answer to your question, but you know, it kind of gives you a background too in terms of why uh, we are depressed in our current, well, not current unless it was thought of to, with a biophilic uh, thought process, which is a new, a newer thing. But yeah, thank you. Kind of that was a very, very helpful information. You know, the history of it. I think it's uh, very important to understand because we as humans, you know, in 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 the modern day especially those of us who live in a very urban environment, really don't um, think about too much of what this environment is doing to us and to our health mm. and to our you know, health mentally and physically. So you can, you can explain to me um, what actually are the biophilic designs in terms yeah. of the built environment. Um, you know, mostly homes and office space or any, you know, I think a lot of uh, institutions like hospitals and, and such are now incorporating biophilic designs, I understand. So perhaps mm -hmm. you can tell us what are the elements that, that are considered biophilic mm -hmm. designs sure. in, in the in built, in, built environment? Right, well, it's usually, how we're taking in sterile environments uh, and and converting them so that there's more they're more nature-like. Mm -hmm. um, so when you think of nature, we think of elements like trees, plants, life, right, earth, and then uh, air, and we think about sunlight, mm -hmm. and then water features, water as well, right? So we what we we're trying to do is incorporate those um, those elements into the interior spaces. Mm -hmm. So for example, you, you think about um, adding natural light and building the environment instead of like a big, so it's a struggle because um, developers, they need to see a return on their investment, right? So the way that they structure a building is usually based on what the zone will require and how can they maximize the amount of square footage based on that zone that the, the that plot of land is allowing that developer to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're not gonna be thinking about how do I add natural light into the space? They're thinking, how can I maximize the amount of um, square footage mm -hmm. <laughs> I can, I can that, that the code will allow me to do on this right. one lot, right? Um, so it's it's, it's like capitalism versus what's good for me, what's good for the occupants. But I, I challenge that uh, thinking with new research, okay? So new research has shown that when humans are connected to nature in interior spaces, their blood pressure goes down, their serotonin levels goes down, they get a dopamine kick in their brain, it's that happy hormone. And you end up with 15 to 20% more creativity, happier well-being, 15% productivity, 
um, and people want to be there. So your attendance is higher. Uh, people will linger longer, right, into those spaces. You, you can kind of see how people gravitate towards uh, nature in any space. They're happier and they're more curious. So you have happier, healthier occupants. Um, like even the hospitality industry has um, quantified that their daily rate is higher, their average daily rate is higher in, in their hotels, in their portfolio that have, that focus on well-being and, and nature into the space. Mm -hmm. That's actually documented. That's why we pay more for a hotel room that has a uh, ocean view, right? Mm -hmm. They're actually also finding that when they put, when they recreate lobbies with nature in it, people linger longer so that they can actually sell you more stuff in a gift shop. <laughs> right, or just stay longer and order more food in a restaurant. So I challenged the developers who were always thinking ROI, ROI on maximizing space to also consider this, where if you create spaces that are more biophilic in design, people will want to stay longer, be happier there. You'll have them come more often mm -hmm. versus your competitor spaces. Right. Thank you. So that's a really powerful statement, right? This, the, it actually really increases the well-being of the inhabitants. I'm, I'm sure it's you know any any age, any person. It could be child or older people. Now, so mm -hmm. what what do they what do they look like? I I see that you are uh, you have this this new new thing like this moss behind you like acoustic mm -hmm. moss but right. that's not, that's not the only uh, biophilic designs um i understand that you know having indoor plants or having having the uh right uh, uh outdoor space that's you know connected to your indoor space what are some examples of biophilic uh, uh, biophilic sure. elements inside indoor in right. the built environment mm -hmm. So one of the things I, I've I've owned probably three houses in my lifetime or four houses in my lifetime, and every time I occupy or get a new house, the first thing I do is find the wall that is the barrier between extending my living room into mm. into a, a massive outdoor deck. <laughs> so I tend to buy uh, French doors and take a wall down and then build an outside deck to extend the living room 500 feet. 600 feet more right, right. i call it outdoor indoor living in california we could do that <laughs> <laughs> you know it's called california living right mm -hmm. maybe maybe in in minneapolis or kansas it's harder to do because <laughs> the cold right but um that's one one thing I, I i tend to like to do is really like how can i extend the living room public space or mm -hmm. kitchen and kitchen mm -hmm. to 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 really have the indoor outdoor feel Mm -hmm. um, second is how can I put in skylights into or sky wells into rooms that are, are you know just suffering from natural lack of natural light. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, thing is adding plant life in, um, and if you are a green thumb, then it's no problem to add plant life in, and it also provides oxygen into your right. space, right? But if you can't do that because you kill everything, which is fine, it happens all the time. We all have like a uh, little cemetery of uh, plants that we've killed. <laughs> and, um, you know, even faux plants, silk plants and 
um, it, it tricks the mind to think it's real anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, we get that, we, we do get that biophilic uh, element. Uh, there's also a concept called biomimicry, where mm -hmm. shapes that you see in nature, like, like leopard uh, skin, um, or just kind of waves and patterns that remind you of oceans and remind you of remind your mind of, of, of elements you see in nature, patterns, um, you could use it as wallpaper. Um, the simplest way to do it is to use colors that you find in nature as paint, right? Mm. Like, like the greens, blues, yellows, um, oranges, you know, mm -hmm. that, that those make you happy right away uh, just because they remind you of nature. So bio mm. biomimicry as well as um, actual natural things that come into place. Even, mm -hmm. even if you have even a little more uh, money, maybe put a little waterfall or water feature in really calms you because mm -hmm. you're, 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 um, it, it's, it's really working on your, um, your, your physical state. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that answers. Yeah. I, you know, I find it interesting that I really understand how, you know, having the access to the outdoor, you know, the, the backyard, having natural light and such. Uh, what I find it most interesting is that biomimicry part, you know, like it doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be an actual plant. It could be a full plant. Or how about some pictures of the tree or pictures of, you know, flowers or oceans or something like that, that you can hang yeah. on the wall. So that's also considered part of the yes. biophilic. Yes, yes. There was a study that was shown um, that um, uh, landscapes trigger a stronger dopamine response. And it's it was actually reported 13% higher mm. well-being mm. Uh, in that study, just looking at nature um, an, an image of nature mm -hmm. uh, and then you know being around the colors of nature it's very soothing that's why a lot of spas use a lot of greens <laughs> you know it's, it's a very soothing mm -hmm. kind of experience mm -hmm. yeah and so as we live in this time of pandemic more people are staying home and a lot of people are still walking from home mm -hmm. so isn't it interesting that this whole biophilic design can't really help you to have a home where you can feel healthier, more productive, more focused. Um, do you see a trend in, in the demand for biophilic designs? Are you, are you seeing that, <laughs> that phenomenon right now? Well, I know that since shelter, since we started sheltering in place last year, plant sales have gone up tremendously. <laughs> that's, that's one thing I've seen. And people are doing a lot more remodeling of their mm -hmm. houses and spaces and mm -hmm. gardening, right? Because so we're seeing a lot of that and people just starting to really care about their own, their actual environment because now they're not spending any fairly little time in the office space. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I've, I've seen an uptick in that. Do you have any uh, tips, if you will, to people who are living in limited space? I mean, if you have a home, like single family home, where you have a garden that you can possibly start a whole vegetable garden or some different kind of gardens, but uh, a lot of people are still living in the smaller space in either apartment building or condominiums where you may not even have access to outside space, 
Do you have any suggestions or tips that you can give to people like that to make your, your living space a little bit more biophilic? Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on how adventurous you want to get, right? <laughs> actually, in one of my spaces, I actually put up a huge mural paper, wallpaper that mm -hmm. looks like, I'm looking at it right now, it actually looks like, um, it's, it's an outdoor scene <laughs> of, of being like in this uh, sand dune in the middle of a desert. That's mm. an extreme, but mm -hmm. I, I tend to have a flair for um, kind of like a fun, crazy design. Mm -hmm. um, and, and if not, then paint is your best friend, right? Mm -hmm. So choose colors that are soothing, that remind you of nature. Um, you can also put, um, you know, for simple photographs and or patterns um, of your, your favorite landscapes um, and, then, uh, and then incorporate plant life uh, into your space, whether you would, you know, preferably it's the real versions, but, you know, if you can't do that, may, do a mix, you know, a few, keep at least one fake plant, I mean, one yeah. real plant and then challenge people to say, find the real plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's lots of opportunities for that. Um, and then also just, just uh, your lighting, you know, mm. how are you lighting the space or, mm -hmm. or how, are, how can you put a uh, skylight up mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. for better? Um, if you can do that, that would be, that would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, there's other lighting, um, circadian lighting that actually is out there that uh, is, is more sophisticated now and today with, uh, with the type of lighting you can put into mm -hmm. place. So you're not just using harsh Right. Lighting, start start actually exploring the options you have that are actually mimicking daylight, you know, real real light um, that can help with your biorhythms and it can help with your 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 personal energy. Mm. Um, yeah, and then even just like uh, number one, clean out your space so that it's very <laughs> it's very zen, right? Yeah. Like you just get a get minimal minimalism, get rid of stuff that you don't need. Uh, to really enjoy the space that you're in gives you a sense of peace and then start layering in uh, biophilic uh, elements into mm. that space. That's fascinating that we can even touch about, you know, that the decluttering of our space. Right. I did I wouldn't have thought that that could be considered part of the biophilic elements. You well, know? It's, it's, all, it's all about peace. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, developing peace into a space that's zen-like. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's kind of mm -hmm. where that part takes place. Mm -hmm. So tell me about what what you are currently doing uh, with Green Mood. You you oh, said wow. that it's acoustic moss. Yes, wall. So that, that's of, really exciting. Yeah, um, you know the interesting is when you think of biophilic design, especially in corporate spaces, large-scale spaces. You, you think about um, uh, like plant walls, garden walls, living mm -hmm. ones. And then you get to a point where it's like, it's ex too expensive to maintain those, right? Uh, you start seeing them die <laughs> or parts of it die. And literally it costs uh, $38 per square foot per year forever to maintain mm. a, a living plant wall. Um, so the interesting thing about what companies like Greenwood have done is they actually take moss from Norway, France, and plants from like Italy, Spain, and Kenya, and they actually put it through a preservation process so that it no longer needs to be maintained, but it maintains uh -huh. its fresh look, look. So then we can create, like we could put it on ceilings, we could put it on walls, and we could put it on... Um, 
in, into products that can hang. And, and so, so far, you know, it's been such a great adventure with Green Mood um, and, and kind of launching Green Mood in America. Um, and now today we have projects with uh, JP Morgan Chase Bank, mm. um, you know, putting, putting biophilic spaces into their reception, uh, their lobby rooms. Um, we've got a project we're working on with Delta Airlines at the LAX Lounge. Um, so it's very exciting and when that comes out because we could actually you know see big big huge walls um, Whole Foods we, we did a project with them uh, in Austin so they have their, their logo in front of it um, so more and more adoption you'll even see city of Santa Monica has um, some of our products uh, in their offices so, Wow that's wow. great. So great. I, I actually always wondered about the maintenance of the living walls, you know, the, mm -hmm. the vertical gardens. And, and you just answered the question like that. You know, I, I always thought that that must take some maintenance. And I don't know if I yeah. if I'm, I am able to maintain that. So you're saying that your product that you have, Moss, is really maintenance free, that completely it's, free it's zero maintenance yeah it's zero maintenance it re it's been it's good for like 10 years wow and, uh, requires um no trimming don't touch it is really the instructions say don't touch it don't water mm. it don't do anything um and uh we, we've it, had a lot of a lot of success with it and is that applicable for residential yes absolutely mm -hmm. yeah we've had a lot of uh projects where they've asked us to put it in their bathroom <laughs> oh in the bathroom yeah it's an elegant bathroom where they actually have a moss framed wall and we also have a bunch of framed artwork mm. that is made out of moss um if you're interested you can check out www.greenmood.us mm. and then look in our look at our design collection but we've, we've got many requests for residential uh, projects as well and and it can be any any space anywhere like it doesn't have to have like light like natural light coming in or it's actually anything. preferred that you don't have direct sunlight on it oh wow <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. great because i've got also um um residential designers coming to me trying to deal with a basement mm. uh, a basement lower lower level um uh living space mm -hmm. how do you make that look nice right how do you make that uh bring life to a place like that where there's no sunlight mm. so in that sense we, we're an interesting product to look at it so um do you have um um you you mentioned that i've been to your studio before but mm -hmm. now it this is a green moods um showroom so people can yes, come so and we, see what you have yes you can definitely make an appointment with us okay uh, make sure we're there <laughs> mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um yeah we've gotten two new large scale green walls uh, that you can take a look at and move and touch. <laughs> well, I would love to come and see it. Yeah, I can't wait for you to come visit. And, yeah. Uh, have lunch. It's, it's been a, such a long time since I've seen I you. Know. Person, so. I know. Great. Well, so tell me um, my last question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, this biophilic design or biophilic elements in our built space, built environment, um, is it here to stay? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think we're now realizing how much we've strayed away from nature. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've started, we've saw, we saw it in America, in California with the malls, 
but you know, the large scale malls, they used to be indoor malls, and now we've been transforming them into outdoor malls. So we started seeing it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and then even like the first place we saw it, it was in 1960 in Singapore, um, the island state of Singapore. They wanted to become the number one most biophilic uh, city in the world, and they did that. Um, now, uh, France, Paris is actually trying to, they have plans to become the uh, top of the list in terms of biophilic design. So they've got these plans where they've converted all of Champs-Élysées, they've widened the streets to add more plant life, and they've got city goals mm. uh, in terms of, of, of reaching that. Um, new developments like a, in San Francisco called the Salesforce Tower, they've got these large park urban scales. So people are more and more realizing how bad we need it, Mm -hmm. especially after the pandemic. um, You know, people are looking, they're kind of spooked out about being in indoor spaces. Uh, You know, they've got that fear now or paranoia now of of being an indoor. And and so knowing the benefits of what biophilic design, it makes sense to bring as much of that in um, to, into into every into spaces everywhere so it's a boom it's and it's here to stay because why wouldn't you want to be in a gorgeous environment right exactly (laughs) i I am definitely with you on that well thank you so much marcel it was so informative i thought that i i knew what biophilia meant but i i got to learn so much more today i'm so grateful thank you so much so so you mentioned for the opportunity yeah you mentioned your uh, website so is that how people can find you greenmood.us yes Mm -hmm. greenmood.us and and your show showroom that you mentioned is in pasadena right yes Mm -hmm. Yes, as soon as this pandemic dies down a bit, let's have a big party and (laughs) (laughs) that would be, I look forward to that. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Marcel. And again, this was Izumi Tanaka Home Green Homes until the next episode. Bye-bye.